Good Monday morning to you. Welcome back to the Old Work Week. I'm Brooks Brewer. It's time for Brewer's Briefing, where we brief you on what's happening in the world of news and information, current events, and whatever else we want to talk about, because, well, that's what we do on this program. I am glad that you have decided to join us. Thanks so much. Appreciate you a lot. And uh, we are podcasting this sucker, too, out there on the World Wide Web. It's everywhere. Well, not really, but it's, it's in a few places. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google currently. If there's a place it needs to be that it's not, let me know. We'll get it there. And we also archive the programs on our website. Listen to the brew.com is our website. And uh, we archive the program there. And also some of the other programs like Town Talk. We do that every morning at 7 o'clock, uh, every weekday morning, where we interview the movers and the shakers from around the, uh, the area. And this morning we had Dr. Path on from OSUIT. He's the president out there in a, a really interesting interview. If you missed it, well, why? And did you miss it? It was really good. But you can catch it. I'm going to put it up on our website. It's not up there just yet. But it will be, uh, hopefully, before the end of the day. And it's, uh, it's really good. It's a two-part series. We went a little long, so I'll play part two tomorrow. And it's just fascinating what's happening in the world of education and what's happening at OSUIT and the kind of degrees you can get. And you can get them online, some of these degrees, 100%. Virtual stuff. I mean, it's it's it is mind blowing. I'm telling you, I was just like, wow, that is so cool. The stuff that's happening in technology now and stuff. Technology is great when it works, and it is terrible when it doesn't work. It sucks to the max when it doesn't work, and I've got some issues going on with that. I'll tell you about that. But let's see what else. So we got the town talk. We got this program. We got radio at nine o'clock. The Rebellion at 9.30. Lots of stuff happening. Tuesdays, we have Medicare questions and answers with Dana Mabry. Lots of stuff happening here at DeBrew. Lots of great reasons for you to listen. And uh, we appreciate you listening this morning. How was your weekend? Hope it was good. Mine was good. Busy. But uh, here, here we are. It's really 7 o'clock, right? We had to set the clocks forward. Lost an hour of sleep. I don't know who to blame for that, but somebody... Needs to have their ass a little right there. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Would I get? Oh, we're going to look at the weather forecast. We haven't even done that yet. Currently 31 degrees outside. Let me see if that's correct. Let me double check. 32 according to Mezzanet. And it, that's, so that's cold. We're looking for 48 today, today. 48 degrees high. Partly sunny today. 30 overnight. Back to freezing. So that's no good. Partly sunny tomorrow in 53, 37, a Tuesday night. Wednesday, we're back into decent territory in the mid-60s, mid-50s overnight. We got some rain showers coming Thursday, 90% chance of rain, 68. And back to 32 Thursday night and rainy. Are you kidding me? And Friday going to be in the back down into the mid-40s. You know, it's just kind of teasing us, isn't it? The weather, like, it gets all warm, and we get excited, and we get the shorts out. And then it's like, no, just kidding. We're going back to the wintertime stuff. And you got to get that back out. You know, how do you dress? I don't know. Uh, you got to just layer it up, I guess. Anyway, current temperatures around the state are 29. There's 28 in Goodwill up in the Panhandle. 27 at May Ranch. That's up top. Oh, there's another. There's a 23 over there at Newkirk, straight up. 
So the uh, the freezing mark straight up, all the, I guess the cold coming straight down, and uh, the coldest or the hottest spot in the state looks like Idabel at forty, and Hugo at forty degrees. Got all lower thirties in the listening area. All right, so that's all that. If you want to get involved, did I tell you? I didn't even tell you. I don't think the program, the, the phone number. Maybe I did nine one eight seven five six thirty six forty six. If you want to, if you want to jump in here, you're welcome to do so. Uh, love that when you do when you when you talk to us or text us you can text your memes and jokes and good mornings and articles and stuff that we need to know about that's all great um so 918-756-3646 text or call one number we'll do it all here at the brew Okay, wow, where do we start? Well, there's so much to talk about. I don't know if we'll get it all in today or not, but we'll we'll get a start on it, okay? It all started last Friday. I think it was Friday when all, when all hell broke loose in the financial world. Every news article I saved, almost, not all of them, but almost, was in, is dealing with finance, and uh, some pretty some pretty weird stuff, scary stuff. We had the, one of the largest bank, well, the largest bank since 2008 uh, failure happened uh, over the weekend. Silicon Valley Bank, and uh, it, it it collapsed. And just a few weeks ago, it was rated strong and healthy by our federal government. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something? Um, some people worry it's going to have a, a major effect in the economy and ripple effect. And, oh, my gosh. I mean, this bank is, is, is huge. Like, it's billions and billions. I, I, I see all kind of different numbers. $170 billion, 200 billion in deposits. A lot of money. Billions. Okay? <laughs> We're talking. And they are out in, out in California, Silicon Valley, and they're a big bank for startups and tech companies. And a lot of tech companies had their money in this thing. And it went under. It collapsed. It it had all kinds of problems. And uh, let's see, where is my email that was explaining all that? I think it's right here. here here's kind of what happened. How it all went down. So Silicon Valley Bank, prominent tech startup lender founded in 1983, collapsed on Friday, prompting the FDIC to take over. It's $175 billion in assets, the largest U.S. bank failure since 2008. And here's how the cookie crumbled. Wednesday, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, announced that it sold some assets at nearly a $2 billion loss. That's not good. And so stock prices fell 60% the next day. Not good. Customers started pulling out their deposits, triggering a run on the bank. Trouble spread, forcing regulators to close New York-based Signature Bank, a major bank to the cryptocurrency industry. So that's another bank. Two banks actually failed. Regulators unveiled a plan over the weekend, pretty much yesterday. They kind of worked over the weekend, bless their hearts. And so they were not going to... So Janet Yellen, the, the Fed chair, said... Or not the Secretary of Treasury... She said, we're not going to bail it out. Let me be clear. We are not bailing this bank out. And 15 minutes later, it's like, well, we, <laughs> we're we not going to bail it out, but we're going to do some financial intervention here. All the depositors will have access to their money today because they knew that Monday morning, 
it was going to, there was going to be a run on the banks because over the weekend, some of it was closed and yada, yada, and they knew it was going to happen. So they, they took action yesterday and they said, all of the depositors will have access to their money today. So is that a bailout? <clears throat> is it not a bailout? Is it not a bailout, but it's financial in- intervention? Um, so I, I saw an interview. So I, I've been mixed on it. I was kind of kidding around about it. You know, it's, it's a bailout, but you can't call it a bailout because that would sound bad and give it another name. But David Sachs, I listened to him. He's a financial dude, rich guy. And he was talking this morning about the difference in a bailout and what's happening with this deal. Bailout is where it saves everybody involved. And, and this is not the case this time. So if they, if you're a stockholder in the bank, I guess they're public company or something, and you can have stock in the bank, all the stockholders and all those kind of people are going to lose all their money. So they're not getting bailed out. All the decision makers and all the people in the bank, blah, blah, blah. But only the depositors are going to get kind of bailed out, if you will. So the people that had the money to bank, all the businesses, and that's a lot of businesses, a lot of tech companies, and they, I mean, they couldn't make payroll. It's like they couldn't even get access to the money. It was over. But they've been they've been rescued, so they will have access to their money as of today. That's that's the that's the rule. Because so here's a guy. He's like, man, I I just raised five million. This is on Friday. Tweeting this out, he said, I hate to reveal this stuff. Thirty days ago, our small team was celebrating closing a five million dollar fundraise that would enable us to make a better future. Blah blah blah. Today we can't even access our money. I'd scare the padoody out of you, wouldn't it? I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Anyway, they came in and saved the day for the depositors. Now, there's mixed emotions about this, whether that's good or whether that's bad. <laughs> Obviously, if you're one of the businesses out there, it's really good. But if you're like some people, I mean, like like Thomas Massey. I like Thomas Massey a lot. And he's like, maybe this is not such a good idea. Um, and this new guy that's running for presidency for the GOP side, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy. Have you seen this guy? He's all over television nowadays. He's an Indian guy running for the presidency, young guy. I think he's rich and smart. He says this morning or yesterday, maybe, crony capitalism and fear mongering reign supreme in America. The FDIC only insures deposits up to $250,000. Now, we know that. Right? You've heard that. We've heard that forever. Member FDIC, and that's a d- deposit or insurance deal that insures your deposits up to $250,000, which is nothing for these kind of companies out there. He goes on to say, by selectively changing the rules after the fact for SVB, The U.S. government now incentivizes greater risk-taking by banks and depositors in the future, teaching large depositors at smaller banks that they can simply throw money at risky banks without diversifying or conducting diligence. Smaller banks like SVB lobbied for years for looser risk limits by arguing that their failures would not create systemic risk and thus would not merit special intervention by the U.S. government but Secretary Yellen's announcement reveals that argument to be a farce. Very disappointing. So he's he's against the uh, the rescue or the intervention. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm it's over my pay grade really to know these things. 
I'm just kind of watching it all to kind of see what the fallout's going to be. You know, is it going to affect other banks, our banks, little banks, small town banks, banks not in California? How are people going to feel about all this kind of stuff? So it's huge deal over the weekend. Big, big news. I mean, it's like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Because these people, this bank was investing their deposits in the safest, supposed to be, over the course of time, almost the safest investment, U.S. Treasury bonds. Yet they, they because of all the inflation and interest rates, they're not worth anything anymore, and they, that's why they were losing all their money. Thomas Massey, uh, representative from Kentucky, he said, he said, I just got off a Zoom meeting with the Fed, the Treasury, the FDIC, the House, and the Senate. And this is kind of a, a side take here. He said, a Democratic senator, I kid you not, essentially asked whether there was a program in place to censor information on social media that could lead to a run on the banks. This is, uh, is where the Democrats' minds are. <laughs> How can we control the narrative? We don't want the bad news to get out and, and everybody run and, and uh, make a run on the banks. I mean, I mean, it's you know, it's it's logical to think that way, I guess, to some degree. Like, well, we gotta we gotta control the narrative. We can't let everybody know how bad it is, and, and so we'll we'll deceive the people to make them think certain things and. We got to control social media. Is there a mechanism in place? Do we have? Oh no! Wait a minute. Elon now owns Twitter. We can't go that route. What about Facebook? Oh yeah, we still got them in the bag. Okay, good there. <laughs> that's as and that's why, of course, he tweeted. He's like, listen to these people. This is how they roll, man. They. <laughs> we have to control the narrative. Is there a mechanism in place? Anybody? Anybody thought this through? No, it's happening too fast. That's what they want to do, man. They want to control the speech. We got to watch out for this at every turn because the founders knew that's why they put it in first. They know freedom of speech. If you don't have freedom of speech, you don't have freedom. You're a slave. If you can't speak and they want to, they want to control all that. I saw Tucker over the weekend on a podcast. I can't remember the name of the podcast or who was doing it, but he was talking about the NSA, one of our beloved government uh, three-letter organizations that were spying on him. Uh, he had no idea. He, he, he was planning on doing an interview with uh, Vladimir Putin. It's been a while back, I think. and He had told nobody, nobody. He hadn't told his wife. He hadn't told his brother, like zero. And he was working on this deal still. And I guess probably talking with people in Russia, texting and whatnot. And he had a guy call him and, and invite him to breakfast in, in Washington, D.C. And said, I got some stuff I need to tell you. So he had breakfast with this guy. And he said, hey, uh, you plan on doing an interview with uh, Vladimir Putin? <laughs> he was just blown away. Like, how did you know that? And this guy... He said he would know stuff, and this guy knew stuff, and he knew that the NSA was spying on him. And uh, he, he was just, he was just talking about all that in the, in the podcast, blown away how how all this has gone down, and how they do, you know, and, you know, it's just what do you say about all that? It's what our government does. We have no idea what the hell they're doing half the time. And some of it may be good, but boy, some of it I'm not so sure about. So some other things about this bank 
that are kind of interesting as well. <laughs> so they have a lady that is the head of financial risk management and model risk. That's her title. And uh, she is everything woke. She is. She's Jay Ursapa is her name. And she's got a little phrase underneath her name and her title says, the phrase you can't be what you can't see resonates with me as a queer person of color and a first generation immigrant from a working class background. She checks all the boxes almost in one statement. There were not many role models for me to see growing up. I see, she said, I feel privileged to co-chair the LGBTQ plus ERG. <laughs> Those are new letters I didn't know they've added. And help spread awareness of lived queer experiences, partner with charitable organizations, and above all, create a sense of community for our LGBTQ plus employees and allies. Is that what you do as the head of financial risk and management? I guess so. And so... She's been busy. She's been very busy. I don't know if she's, she's checking out any risk for the bank, but she has been on a month-long mission over evidently in Europe and the Middle East and Africa, organizing a month-long pride campaign and the lesbian, lesbian visibility day. Ah, <laughs> oh, you can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you, the news writes itself. That's what she's been busy doing. Instead of, you know, trying to mitigate risk at the bank and checking out the interest rates and, gosh, these bonds are going down. They're not worth anything. No, no. She's in Europe and Middle East and Africa organizing Pride Month and lesbian visibility. We need to see the lesbians. Come out wherever you are. This is how these people roll. This is, and the bank goes under. Like, hello. And the bank was known for its wokeness, by the way, also. Go woke, go broke, man. It's it's happening everywhere. It's uh, it's true, and it's just wild, absolutely wild. So anyway, we're going to continue to watch the fallout of of this deal, see what happens. Could it be that this was all part of the the uh, the plan to facilitate the rollout of central bank digital currencies, the CBDCs? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. That's coming though at some point or, or the other. It's coming. We have to take a break. It's 823. We'll come back with this program. Don't go anywhere. Well, you can't get a cup of coffee, I guess, but then you got to come back. Eight twenty six is our time. Just rolling along here. Brewers briefing is the program. I'm Brooks Brewer, and it's uh, it's that's what you search for if you're out there in the podcast world and you want to search for it. Well, and subscribe to it. You know, I mean that way you never miss it. You get a little notification when it, when we put the new one up there and all that stuff. So so check that out. Also, get involved. Nine one eight seven five six thirty six forty six is the number. To get yourself on in here and text or call your thoughts and comments and you, you did the input is great. We appreciate it. Don't make me do all the heavy lifting by my dadgum self, but I will if you don't help me. <clears throat> I didn't watch the Oscars. Did you? Why would you? 
But evidently, there's a movie called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I never even heard of it, uh, but it won all the all the awards, evidently. And uh, evidently, according to Breitbart News, the co-director, Daniel Scheinert, defended drag queens and drag children while accepting his Oscar for Best Director at the 95th Annual Academy of Awards. Awards. I have to be sure not to watch that one. Hell is empty because all the devils are here, evidently, and uh, they're at the Oscars last night. So anyway, that happened, I guess. Totally weird. Speaking of totally weird, and the devils are <laughs> all roaming the, the planet, they're also maybe out in space. Did you hear this? I'm going to play a clip from you. This is this is uh, is this CBS, ABC? I don't, I don't which I don't watch any of the news people, so I don't know which one. Nightly news. I think it's I don't know. It doesn't matter. You'll recognize the dude's voice. He's talking about <laughs> the UFOs and pen, the Pentagon talking about the mothership could be getting close to Earth. This is in a real newscast. I'm going to play it for you. Listen to this. In 60 seconds, the new draft report on UFOs. The Pentagon's expert warning about a possible mothership coming close to Earth. Stay with us. It's NBC. What's the guy's name? I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. You know, you know the voice. What? The Pentagon. And it's kind of funny that he says the Pentagon is warning about the mothership coming close to Earth. Now, how about the, the fact that there, there possibly is, even is such thing as a mothership? What the heck is that? The mothership could be getting close to Earth. Oh, I thought it was way out there. <laughs> what mothership? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's play that again, shall we? In 60 seconds, the new draft report on UFOs. The Pentagon's expert warning about a possible mothership coming close to Earth. Stay with us. Lester Holt, that's the guy's name. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I, mean, what, I know I know people are out there believing in the UFOs, especially David. David believes in the UFOs and Bigfoot. And uh, I don't know where you are on all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't know about all that. I, <laughs> particularly Bigfoot. But the UFOs, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But uh, I, I was reading some more stuff about this, and some of these some of these Pentagon people, I mean, that are in the know, think the Sumerian gods are coming back. The the fallen angels, the Nephilim, that that's they're they're coming back. What? Yes. Uh, and here's a story from the MilitaryTimes.com. Pentagon UFO chief says alien mothership in our solar system possible. <laughs> well, uh, if you're, if you, anybody's out there talking to these dudes out there, tell them to check out 1600 Pennsylvania. Okay. I knew we'd get old David riled up. He'd call in and let us know about the UFOs. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. David, are you there? Of course not. Cause the, the phones, I do not understand this phone situation. Don't go anywhere. Let me do the thing I got to do every time the dadgum thing does this. So, or don't leave me. I just got to redo the Bluetooth, okay? This is so embarrassing having to do this every time. I check the Bluetooth, it works, and then the first phone call, it doesn't work. Okay, David, are you there? You there? Earth to David. Earth to David. Are you there? Earth to David. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Earth, Earth to David. <laughs> yes. 
We've made contact. Houston, we have a problem. Houston. Houston. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. My, 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 I have a question. Seriously, this guy actually said that, that that really did happen? Oh, that was an actual newscast. That was the NBC Lester Holt talking about. That was a real deal. That wasn't, you know, any fake stuff. So that was just the, the, the wow. clip of it. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. I thought it was kind that's of odd. weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of uh, really, really strange. Now, I know you're you probably know, a believer, mean, though. Come on now. And you're those? Uh, yeah, not really, not that much. I'm sure there's life out there, but uh, and I. Well, now, hang, hang on, hang on, not that much, but I'm sure there's life out there. Now, now, what is the? That's oh, yeah. a contradiction in oh. terms, right there. What do you mean? You, well, tell I'm us sure where the mothership is. Dave. Where is the mothership? You know, you're I watching. Have no clue. Okay, fine. Let's see how this is going <laughs> to go. I'll, I'll probably dive into it a little bit today because. Sometimes I think some of these people are eating way too many mushrooms. Something. Yeah, because, I mean, some of us so far out that it's crazy. I mean, even I get to sit there and go, okay, that's weird. So, but if a mother shit shows up, then I guess I eat crow tomorrow, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Keep your eyes peeled. The mothership could be in our solar system, so. Yeah, and, you know, and they're sitting there saying the Nephilim. Look, the Nephilim are the product of the fallen angels. That's what they're supposed to be. And it's not the Sumerians coming back. It would be the what they call the Anunnaki coming back. Oh, okay. Let's get our terms right. Which, we got the right people yeah, coming back here. Yeah. Yeah. The Anunnaki yeah, were the just Anunnaki. a really pretty advanced race is all they were. Oh. I mean, they brought up writing, supposedly, for civilization. As far as them coming from space, I've heard that. I do not believe that. So, have, have they you, are were have, very talented. Have you heard of panspermia? Panspermia. Panspermia. Yeah, yeah that's where the, that. the the extraterrestrials came and planted their sperm on the planet, and then that's what life, oh, life yeah. grew out of. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's sorry, where we all I came from, that. man. Yeah. No, we came from alien no, sperm. That's no. true. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. We came from the Lord God in heaven. <laughs> he made us, and that's that. Oh, okay. All right. I'm <laughs> yeah, with you. Sorry. Can't, can't, can't go with the transpermia thing. Okay. Don't, right. don't do that. Fine. Because we were, we were made by God, and that's pretty much it. He made everything on this planet. So I don't I don't go for the go for what they're saying on a lot of that stuff. Because it's just, yeah. like I said, it's a little too far out for me. That's I mean, pretty if, wild. If people was if people would actually study ancient history, they would learn these things that some of this crap they tried to feed you is basically what it is, crud. Well, and it's got to be a distraction. It's got to be like the squirrel moment. Oh, squirrel. Oh, look, look over here. Aliens maybe in our right. solar system. Okay, what's happening right. over there? That's what I want to know, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, That's... you know, and people got to think, you know, they talk about these lights in the sky. Go look up. The drones, I think of Arizona or New Mexico, and they got these things sequenced where they can actually do waves and little bitty formations. It's really pretty, to be honest with you. Yeah. Go look at that, and that would explain a lot of the stuff that uh, people are saying they're seeing in the skies. Oh. You know, okay. I mean, I mean, you got to keep some reality to the fantasy. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Keep grounded, man. Stay a little bit grounded. Yeah, stay a little grounded, but. 
You know, if UFOs are coming here, I think they would have done landed, buddy. <laughs> so. Well, all right, David. Appreciate you letting us know. I, I knew you'd know something. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about that weirdness, but okay. We'll have fun with it. All right. You have a good day, partner. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> Well, if you have an opinion about it, let us know. Maybe if you know where the mothership is, that would be helpful. Greta Thunberg thought mothership was coming by 2023. She has now deleted the tweet that she tweeted in 2018 saying the world will end in 2023. How dare you? She says. <laughs> Remember Greta Thunberg? She's the little gal that runs around. Screaming and crying to the UN that the world is coming to an end. All you people. Uh, she's deleted the tweet now. I guess it's not coming to an end. She doesn't think necessarily in 23 now. And so got to re uh, back up and punt and figure out what the date's going to be. And, you know, AOC was saying kind of the same thing. She was giving us 12 years. I don't know how many years ago that was. Three or four years ago. Remember that? Yes. A top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. That's what she tweeted back in 2018. Yes, that's what she said. Now she's evidently deleting all that, going back. Oh, shoot. I was wrong again. This is how these weirdos are. It's it's just, what do they do? This, this fundraiser, fundraiser, she's worth now a million dollars net worth, they say. God, maybe I should have got in on some of this. And all I'm doing is just spewing truth every day, all the time. And here she's out making all this money, predicting the end of the world. <laughs> Alien ships, climate change. The climate people, it's a true, it's, it really is a cult. It's a cult religion, weird deal. I saw we were talking about climate, climate mental illness last week. And uh, there's something else I saw about it over the weekend that was just absolutely even more bizarre. I can't remember what it was now. Maybe I'll come across it this morning as we scroll through the news that we have for you people. 8.37 our time. What's happening in politics? <laughs> Here's one of the best memes I've seen in a while. It's a picture of uh, Dinosaur Joe up there with a, a cell phone taking a selfie. Of himself, got a big, big smile. Joe's got a great smile. In the background, it's it's like a stock market board, all in red, and all of the uh, big stocks uh, that are losing. Google's down, Amazon's down, Tesla's down, Walmart's down. I mean, every single one is all in red, and their little percentages and how far they're down. Oh, but there's one green box back behind him. Ukraine up 100. It's in, it's the only one in green. All the rest of them are down and in red. It's like, oh yeah. That looks about right. Build back better. Remember that? Remember that's what they were going to do. The adults are finally in charge. It's turned into a recession, skyrocketing gas prices, grocery prices, second largest bank collapse in U.S. history, and $100 billion proxy war with nuclear-armed Russia. That's where we are. That's how you build back better, in case you didn't know. <laughs> And you have to laugh. Like, what What else can you do? You, you just cry and go into the corner and go into depression. But we don't do that because our, our trust is in God here. Even though they're going to try to screw it up as bad as they can. And they're doing a great job of it. I mean, what these Democrats, 
People, 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 people. Quit voting the Democrats into office. They ruin it all. They just do. And I know some of the Republicans do too. Let's get the right ones in there and, and, and it'll all be better. But but isn't it, isn't it something? You remember how they were going to, I mean, they just, they were so afraid that Trump was going to bring us into something like this. It's going to kill everything. The economy, oh my God. Nuclear war, he's so radical. Ah. And it's exactly what we have is what they thought Trump was going to do. And here we are. Unbelievable. Uh, happening around the world, we had an election in China, in case you didn't know. President Xi Jinping has been reappointed to a third five-year term as the president of China. He was He's a really, really popular guy over there. So popular. <laughs> kind of like Joe. I mean, it's very similar to Joe over here. He won a vote uh, in the whatever political thing they have over there, the CCP. 2,952 yes votes, zero no votes. <laughs> now, that's popular right there. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. 2,952 to zero. <laughs> that's how you want to win an election right there now. We got to figure out how they do elections over there. Don't you think? Get to send some Republicans over there to kind of take some lessons from from the Chinese. Maybe that's what that's that's why the Democrats are winning all the time because they're in bed with the Chinese. They know how to do elections and they keep winning. We know Joe is in bed with these guys. They're all buddies. Him and G been talking. Hey G, how you do that? Well, here's how you do it. <clears throat> and lo and behold, what do we have? Joe's in the White House. Fetterman is in the Senate, I guess. Is Fetterman still alive? They send out a few pictures once in a while of John Fetterman, and that's it. No interviews. Nobody, you know, it, it, it's a weird deal, man. Absolutely weirdness, clown world we're living in. It's kind of, kind of wild. 841 is our time. Rolling along. Quick break. Coming right back. Stay with us. Forty-three is our time, and ladies and gentlemen, we have got somebody on the phone that can help us understand what is happening with this mothership business. Good morning, Fayroy. How are you? Hey, buddy. Okay. How are you? Well, I am good. Thanks for your inquiry, and I am so happy you called. And do you have information on the mothership? That's what we want to know. Well, no. I've got an emotion. Is all I've got here. I've, I've always kind of figured that when God came down to get and the amino acids is what's the building block of life, you know, and, and there's deposits all over the world, you know, that they've found. Okay. Iceland is one place, but anyhow, why is it that God could not have come down here in a spaceship with these angels and they gathered amino acids and, and deposited where they wanted them to be, you know, uh, it's just do you remember the time that that the police and uh, white horsemen and everybody uh, around arrested that boy in front of my house yeah I remember you telling about that story yeah I remember that yeah well I figured that that was a judgment day 
and it it was just as real to me. I mean, uh, I sit down out there on the porch and and uh, thought, well, it's too late. I hadn't quit smoking, so I'm more smoke one more. Okay, now we've 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 covered a lot there in just a couple of seconds. So first of all, let's talk about the amino acids. You're wondering why is it possible that God could have come down in the spaceship with the fellas? the aliens and, and scattered some amino acids on this earth. And no, uh, I think oh. it was, do- I think it was done whenever, uh, all of these, uh, uh, stuff was hitting the earth, you know, and it would, they were planted then. Well, what stuff hitting the earth? Now what are you talking what about? Done, what, what, what stuff? Uh, the, uh, the planets and uh, rocks and stuff, you know, and building the earth up. It was, uh, uh, you know, the big boom or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, my, my brain is somewhere so deep and I can't remember anymore. <laughs> but but my point is, is, is that stuff was done in eons. And then he comes down here. Maybe maybe he came down here and, and planted the amino acids and an eon later, they started to, to form. Sprouted into a man? That's when... That's when the spaceship come down, and they started making cattle and elephants, <laughs> and you know, by different amino acids and different stuff. Well, what, what happened it. to the story about God shaping the man and uh, from the ground, you know, just forming well, him, shaping him, and breathing his life into the man? Well, that doesn't sound that? that doesn't sound evolutionary to me. Well, am I talking evolution? I guess I am. Well, it sounds like it. I mean, these little amino acids just evolved into life and humans and cattle. No, no. Oh. The the amino acids were planted as the earth was being built. And now these amino acids have have, uh, ripened. And he comes down in a spaceship and he starts, well, maybe, uh, I don't know. I shouldn't have called you because I ain't got my ducks in a row. <laughs> I, but, uh, you know, uh, it's just not far-fetched to me that, that somehow or another, that I figured that what he did is he put the amino acids here on Earth. And they started growing into whatever he wanted them to be, giraffes, you know, whatever. Huh, okay. So then you, he came down and he made man, and he formed man. Well, he formed the and, animals, uh, too, though. Formed them the same way he formed man. Well, yeah. He, you know, he did. it was a project. He'd done everything that he... That he said he was going to do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a pretty simple guy. I, I think that he, he, I think it's exactly like the Bible says it. I think he created the earth. He spoke it into being. All the heavens, all the universe, all the things that are existing, he spoke into being with his mouth and the Hebrew language, and it all came to be. And then he, he came down and he formed the animals out of the earth, and he formed man. And then the difference with man. The reason we're not just an animal is that he breathed his breath into the nostrils of man, the living soul he became, and the spirit of the living God came into the man, and and there you go. And then he then he divided, he brought the woman out of the man with the rib. I believe all that stuff. Created the woman. Well, there you, you go. That? No, I'm I'm just telling you the story. I mean, that's the story. It's the story of creation, Genesis uh-huh. one, Genesis uh-huh. two. Yeah. 
And that's how I believe it. I don't believe the evolutionary thing. They just kind of that it evolved into this thing we we know. I don't I don't buy that at all. But that's that's just me. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. One it's sec. Notion of, always, huh? Oh, my mm-hmm. computer is talking to me. I'm sorry. She thought I woke her up, and I did not. But go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> well, no, I, I guess I'll let you go because it's a foolish idea, but I've just always kind of thought that in the back of my mind, you know, that's uh, well, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. There's some, there's some smart people that I, that I, uh, admire and respect greatly. And one of those would be Jordan B. Peterson. And he believes in an evolutionary type existence. And, and, and I don't know how people square that with scripture. Uh, to me, scripture out, you know, is the, is the ultimate, and I don't know how, and I think some people try to do it. They try to square evolution with scripture. I just haven't, have seen it done convincingly yet. So, um, I just believe it well, the way no, it I'm says it. Trying, um, so I'm not trying to square evolution. You know, it's a, one thing I'll say, look back at the basketball players back in the fifties and sixties and look at them today. Yeah. It's not evolution though, is it? Well, I think there's adaptation. Uh, you know, I think that people adapt based on, uh, you know, environment and, you know, all of that, uh, for sure. I mean, people that live in hotter parts of the planet evolve, you know, e- e- adapt, I would say, and you could maybe use the word evolve, change based on environment. You know, I, I believe in those kind of things. I'm not saying that that, that can't happen like the, 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 the existence of whatever it is can't adapt to its surroundings. But I don't believe that we evolved out of the primordial soup pond, out of a bunch of amoebas that just kind of boom, and here we are. It's too, it's just the chances are so far out there for any of that kind of stuff to happen. It's, I think, ridiculous, honestly. But I'm not a scientist and I'm not very smart. I'm just, you know, simple and <laughs> that's what I think. So. I'll shake his head. Huh? What now? I said I'll second that idea. Okay. All right. Well, well, well so we're all, we're in agreement. All right. Well. Well. Good to hear your voice this morning. I'm I, glad you're on this side of the dirt, man. That's good. Well, amen to that. Amen to that. Hey, keep your eyes out well, for the mothership in case we're both wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, huh? uh, yeah. Have yeah. a good day, buddy. Hey, you too. See you, Fayroy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It wouldn't be a morning show without Fayroy right there teaching us about amino acids. Here I'm looking at them on the screen. Oh, my God. What are amino acids? Anyway, what else do I have happened before? I got some I got some, uh, I got got some. some stuff. It's technology news. This is uh, There's a company called Wing, the Wing Delivery Network. They're getting this stuff perfected. They're going to be starting to deliver packages with drones, small packages. In these, uh, particularly in the big cities, they can they can deliver all these stuff, man. They can do it so much more efficient and cheaper than than delivery vehicles. It's pretty fascinating stuff. I, I like technology when it works. Um. So anyway, that's pretty cool. They're, I mean, the drones all over these cities, man. There's just hundreds of them, and they can go pick up a package and deliver it to this place, and go and and recharge over there, and I mean. Just all kind of stuff. 
that's kind of cool. I, I got a little article about that. And then another pretty cool thing, there's a, a, a website out there called, let me find it for you, summarize.tech. And this is pretty fascinating, I thought. You know, anyway, that's me. It, it will, you can go to YouTube, all right, and, and take the URL of, of uh, any YouTube. That's the, you know, the, the website address. Any YouTube. And so I tested this out yesterday with a couple of Jordan Petersons. I mean, a couple hour, his are always two and three hours. He's long-winded, most of them. And I took a two-hour, and I just took the, the address from the website address, put it in this website, and boom, it immediately summarizes the entire video, and it gives it to you in, in writing. And it says, okay, well, it, at this point in the video, like it, you know, five, into the five-minute mark, this is what they're talking about. At the 15-minute mark, they, they're talking about this. And at the 26-minute mark, they're talking about this. And at an hour and 15-minute mark, they're talking about this. And it summarizes the whole video instantly. I don't know how it does it. I don't know if it's just, if it's, <laughs> I have no idea. How they, it's some AI thing, and it's, it's, it's connected to YouTube. And it's got any YouTube video. So if you don't have time, let's say, to sit down and watch a two-hour Jordan Peterson video, but you want to know what they're talking about, you put that in there, and it spits out the summary. Then you can go, oh, look at that. Right there at the, at the hour and 55 minute. They're talking about this. I'd really like to know about that. You could go to the video, scroll to that spot, and listen to that section. It's fascinating to me. It's, it's just wild, man, what AI can do. Don't you think? I know. Me too. Me too. Well, we got some text messages here. What do we have? We got a meme sent in from Vicky. Good morning, Vicky. He says, here's a man with a dog and a lady with a dog. And the guy says, he's a mix between a bulldog and a shih tzu. So the breed is called. And she says, don't say it. <laughs> some of you will get that later on. All right. Let's see. Let's uh, go back and make that as an unread text. I'm checking the text messages here. And. We've got some, but that one's for Tricia on Tradio. All right. Fayroy got a text here. Loved the Fayroy call. You got fans out there, man. I mean, Fayroy, he's always apologized. Well, I shouldn't have called him. But he doesn't realize how many people like to hear Fayroy. You're, you're the fan favorite, man. And there's a text right there. Love Fayroy. See, told you. All right. What do we have? Got just a few minutes left. I, I've had this article up here for several days now and kind of been forgetting to get to it it's a an article from americangreatness.com and the headline is six thousand public schools in the united states hide students gender status from the parents a watchdog group has reported that nearly six thousand public schools across the united states have implemented some sort of policy that prohibits the schools from informing parents when their children decide to change their gender or gender identity. Um, and um, multitasking again there. So this is, this is a problem, obviously. It was reported by the New York Post, a list compiled by the Parents Defending Education uh, all over the country. Uh, including, uh, you know, three, it covers 3.2 million students in total. What is it? What is it? Now, it, again, this is not every 
teacher, not every school district, not every public school. We're not throwing a blanket statement out there. But 6,000 schools is 6,000 schools in this study. And that's that covers over 3 million students. There's a lot of, that's a lot of kids. What is it with the, with the schools that these teachers or school boards or administrators want to keep the parents out of the schoolroom, like out of the school? Stay away. We got this. We don't, you don't even need to be involved. And there's almost an, uh, an enmity between the two in many cases. Again, not all cases. Not throwing all schools and all teachers under the bus here. Not doing that. Not at all. But there is something. You know, there is there's stuff, and it happens. And it's alarming. That's what some people are like, hey, hey, is this happening around here? I don't know. Let's check it out and see. What's going on? Why do these, why do these schools have this thing against the parents? And the parents don't need to know what's happening with the children. And the children, I mean, they got all kinds of stuff. Children can come to school, change clothes, and wear, you know, little Johnny can wear a dress all day at school and go by his own girly pronouns. And the school is uh, prohibited from letting any of the parents know and keeping it hidden from the parents. Don't let them know. You know, supposedly they, they think they're helping the kids, you know. They are the parents. They own the kids. They are, they're the educators. They're the smart ones. You parents are dumb. You don't know anything. We're the educated teachers over here. We know what they need. You shut up and go back home. I mean, it's just, you know, and I get it. There's some parents that are dumb. And they drop their kids off, and the, and the marijuana smoke goes boiling out of the car. I, 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 mean, I get it. That there's some dumb, sorry ass parents out there. I agree, but not all of them. And it still shouldn't be that the school systems keep stuff hidden from the parents. They need to be working together with the parents. Hey, let's get these kids on the right track, all of us together. Right? Hello. It's not that hard. This is not rocket appliance, people. Do I need to be in charge of this too? My gosh. <laughs> I can only put so much on my plate, all right? I don't know that I can take over all of education in the entire United States as well as do a morning show and other things. And today I have to be a refrigerator repairman. I'm ref- I, Yes. We're fixing to go on a trip, me and the wife. We're, we're going to do the road, the, the show on the road, so we'll still be doing the show. But the in the camper, the refrigerator decides to go out the day before we leave. <laughs> and I'm up all night out there working on transistors and compressors and trying to figure this dumb thing out. We're going to be living out of ice chest for the next who knows how long. Anyway, don't you feel sorry for me? It's so, so sad. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate your time today, but I'm out of it. And we've got to get into Tradio Trisha with Tradio's coming up right now. You